I'm Dr. Henna here every week on a Sunday. I start my shows at 10 o'clock in the morning. It's the 1st of November. Where is the time going? I've got no idea. We're back in lockdown. It's coming soon. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Today the show is going to be all about women. It's dedicated to women. It's not even just a one-hour show. So it's a two-hour show. So it's not even ladies' hour. It's ladies' two hours. And I'm joined in the studio by my friend, who I've actually just met for the first time just now, <laughs> Dr. Zerva. Hi, Dr. Zerva. Hi. I don't need to call you Dr. Zerva. Valik yeah. Um So we know each other online um we've talked to each other quite a bit but we've never met in person uh, but i've invited her to come and do this show with me so we can do this celebration of women and talk about some women's issues and things like that so that's where we're going to take this show we'll play a song in a minute before that just tell us everyone a little bit about yourself server so we know a little bit about you before we kind of get into the the show no problem i'm zerva i'm a gp in the west midlands um I've been in the West Midlands for about six and a half years or something like that. Um, I've been a GP for just over a year. Not really sure. And I never know how to introduce myself. I always think, um, yeah. Doctor? Yeah. I'm, yeah. So GP we're both doctors. doctors. Yeah, GP we're doctors. Both. <laughs> we're both doctors. Uh, we're both mums. Yes. Um, we both Muslim. Yes. Asian, Pakistani. British, Pakistani. Yeah. So we've got lots of things to talk about. So what we're going to do today is um, this whole show is going to be a focus on women. We're going to try through the show to do some dedications to special women in our lives. Um, and we're also going to invite you guys, send us your dedications to women and we'll read them out um, just to celebrate some of the awesome women in your life. So the number to, to text or WhatsApp is 7 Four 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 two zero two one five five oh seven four 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 two zero two one five five. We're going to be talking a little bit about why we think there are some um, disparities in healthcare towards women. We'll talk a little bit about the difficulties facing women in healthcare. Um, we'll do a focus on Asian women because obviously there's more Asian women that are listening. Tori Tori Batam Urdu I don't know what what language do you speak Urdu Punjabi? Urdu. I understand Punjabi. Yeah, not, Urdu. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit in Urdu if you want listeners. Um, we'll talk a little bit about what it's like being a doctor. We'll talk about Asian women seeing doctors if there's any like issues there. Um, I'm going to tell you all about a special woman in my life later. I'm going to talk a little bit about my mum, but for now the first thing we're going to do is i'm going to dedicate every song that i play today to special women in my life um this one's for my cousin uzma um uzma you'll start recognizing it in the background um i want a message from you to say that you you're dancing along um so this is something that me and my cousin used to listen to so enjoy this we'll be back after this song with loads of talk about women 07 ਰੌਲਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਪਾਉਂਦੇ ਸੀ ਤੇ ਕੰਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਉਦੋਂ ਲੋਕੀ ਇਲਾਜ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਰਾਉਂਦੇ ਸੀ ਹਾਂ ਜੀ ਮੇਰੀ ਮਰਾਦ ਦੇ ਉਸਤਾਦ ਲਾਲ ਚੰਦ ਯਮਲਾ ਜਾਠੋਰਾ ਤੋਂ ਤੂੰ ਵੀ ਦਾ ਬਾਦਸ਼ਾਹ ਅਸਲ ਪੰਜਾਬੀ ਗਵਈਆ 
ਉਹਦਾ ਗਾਣਾ ਸੁਣ ਕੇ ਲੱਗਦਾ ਜਿਵੇਂ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਕਰ ਰਿਹਾ ਜਿਵੇਂ ਮੈਡੀਟੇਸ਼ਨ ਕਰ ਰਿਹਾ ਇੱਕ ਤਾਰੇ ਤੇ ਗਾਉਂਦਾ ਜਾਂ ਤੜਕੇ ਤੜਕੇ ਤੇ ਕਿਵੇਂ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਪੇਸ਼ੇ ਖਤਮਤ ਹੈ ਅੰਦਾਜ਼ ਜਨਾਬ ਉਸਤਾਦ ਲਾਲ ਚੰਦ ਯਮਲਾ ਜਾਨ ਯਮਲਾ ਜਾਨ
this is Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. I'm Dr. Henna. We're doing a show from 10 until 12 o'clock. So we're here till 12 o'clock today and we're talking all about women. Now, um, I didn't want it to just be about healthcare. I wanted to do a song in, I wanted to do a show, sorry, in celebration of women. So I'm inviting people to message in. If you want us to give a shout out to any women in your life today, 07444202155. I've got Dr. Zerva with me. Dr. Zerva, I asked you to think of a special woman in your life. Um, Do you want to give, do you want to talk about anyone or give a special shout out to someone? Did you have a think about someone? Yes, I did. Um... So the woman I'd want to give a shout out to, it's probably very, very predictable, is my mum. So I don't have any sisters um, and me and my mum are very close. I also don't have any sisters wow. and me and my mum are very close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, my mum's got sisters, but I've obviously because I've not had sisters, I've got lots of female cousins, but I don't think it's it's the same. Um, so obviously when, when I was little, she was very much my mum. But as I was getting a bit older, um, she became a lot more like my friend. Like she's the person I would trust with most th- most things. Um, whenever I'm in a pickle, I'll always call her and ask her for some advice. I'm so fortunate I have that relationship with my mum because I don't think every every woman does have that kind of relationship with them. So, and she's always been the biggest advocate for me for everything that I do um, and all the decisions that I make. So. May Allah bless all our mums and give them long, healthy, happy Ameen. lives. Ameen. Ameen. And I think, um, uh, well, I was going to talk about, I'll talk about my mum a little bit later, but I was, um, yeah, I was going to talk about my mum as well, but we'll save that for a little bit later. Um, I've started to get a couple of messages in um, from people as well. So, yeah, listeners, if you want to message in, uh comments about women or anything you want to say kind of related to women 07444202155 I asked Zerva to pick some songs before you came in so we're going to play one for you and then we're going to go into a discussion a proper discussion after this so this is called Tera Hone Lagaho and it's the one that you requested so we're going to play that for you and then when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about healthcare women messaging if there's anything you'd want us to talk about and we'll we're going to do some readings a little bit later so i'll tell you about that after this Yeah, huh? 
You're listening to Radio Sangam 107.9 FM in Yorkshire. We're on DAB, Greater Manchester, Birmingham and Glasgow. We're on an app on your phone, the Radio Sangam app. Um, I know people are listening on their phones. Or you might be listening to us online, www.radiosangam.co.uk. And if you are going out or if you miss any of the show or if you think somebody else might be interested in what we've got to say today, people can actually listen to my shows later on the Sangam website and on Spotify under iTunes um, yeah there's no excuses not to listen I tell people that every week and I know I'm getting more and more listeners because I get more and more messages so thank you for people for messaging in we've had a couple of messages already and I'll read them out shortly um, so I think before we go into kind of the health side of things um, because we are going to talk a little bit about that Zerva um, I think what what I wanted to say is why I think it's important for because we're talking about women today why I think it's important for women to tell other women um, a what they mean to them or when we think that they're doing a good thing why we th- why I think it's important then you can kind of say what you think as well um, so before I do that um, so I said that the person in my life that I think of is my mum as well so um, I'm an only uh, I'm a, I'm an only daughter. Um, I've got a brother. Um, I'm very close to my mum as well. Um, she listens to every every single one of my shows. Um, so I'm going to play her song a little bit later. Later on, mum, I'll play you a song. Mum supports me in everything that I do. Um, she encourages me to work hard. She helps me look with looking after my daughter, so I can work. Um, and she celebrates all my successes. And I think. That's not just something that I think mums can do. I think anyone can do that. Friends can do that as well. Um, certainly, I remember my grandma, who always had a very close relationship. She's passed away now, but she was the same. She was so super proud when I achieved anything. It didn't matter if small achievement, big achievement. And I was told, well done, you've done well. And I think it's really important. And I think because I've got a daughter myself now, I want her to grow up um, knowing when she's done well and to celebrate her successes because I speak to so many women who really struggle with their confidence, who really struggle with thinking, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the best thing? And on the flip side of that, I see a lot of women trying to hide their successes because they know that some other people, they say, I know that that person won't be happy for me. And I think that's really sad um, that you can't say oh, I've done this or I've achieved this because you think somebody else might think bad of you or they'll think a certain way of you. And I think, I personally think that as women, we just need to get away from that. I think when somebody achieves something, when it's your friend, when it's your family, tell them how amazing they are. You don't know how that will make them feel. You don't know how important that is. Um, if it's a friend, um, just just even just saying you're so you're awesome, it will just absolutely make somebody's day. Um, what experiences have you had? What do you think, Zerva? No, I think this is a um, it's a really good topic, um, and it's it's mainly because um, I don't know. I don't know what it is with women. I don't know if it's just the way, um, especially from like South Asian communities. Um, our role has never really been to achieve. You know, historically speaking, um, like an achievement of many South Asian women that I I suppose I've I've grown up to see and, and people 
in previous generations you know it's it's um being able to look after your your children well um look after your household grow them up get them married into good families um and obviously in the last like 20 to 30 years there's there has been generally a shift in in that in in that women should be um you know they they can have jobs they they can try and achieve in other ways they can have businesses um but it's not always been looked at in a positive way and i think some of it is just you know normally it's it's the man who's the breadwinner and actually for a woman to be a breadwinner is is completely it's different um and i think maybe the kind of british population are probably like five steps ahead of the south asian population in that sort of acceptance and, and understanding um it is it is getting better it's definitely getting better but i think because of all the extra struggles that you have as a woman mm-hmm. because you know you have a lot more responsibilities if you do choose to have a job if you do choose to go into education it feels like you have to convince everybody just that little bit more Gee. that you deserve it to hum baat kar rahe hain ke hum hamara khayal kya hai um jab hum sochte hain dusre women ke bare mein and what you would think um is what's a, what's a success to you might not be a success to them but we should still celebrate people's successes and you've touched on some really important points here about uh, is it the views of the asian population to aap sochte hain ke aapko jo success hai ye different idea hoga jo jaise pehle hota tha um pehle auratein itna kaam nahi karti thi ab you know we both we both go out to work um as doctors so it's not even like it's something that we can't really do that from home and it's not really in a sense even if you work part time it's not a part time role because you're a doctor and people know you're a doctor and you get approached by everything by everyone um but on but you still expected at home to do to be the super mum and the super wife and the super daughter and all of these things as well so it's a lot of pressure um but i really do think that with more celebration of people um zyada jab hum support dete hain um hamari auraton ko to in thodi si baatein mein bahut kuch ho sakta hai to even if you just say to somebody you know what you're awesome and i think you're doing a fantastic job is taken 2 seconds out of your day but to that person it will just uplift them and i really feel i really promote positivity and for people should tell other women women should tell other women when we think that they're doing a good job because it will uplift people it celebrates other women it tells other women i accept what you're doing i think you're fantastic it doesn't matter what it is in life even if you tell somebody I think your lights are fantastic. I think your wallpaper looks fantastic because you chose it and your house. Just anything, anything. You know, it doesn't have to be work-related. It could be something in the home. You know, it could be anything. Um, I really, really, really feel like that. And I think that's kind of part of what I wanted to talk about today. We're going to talk about um, health stuff um, after. Um, I'm going to play... Well, we're going to do dedications to songs. I know Zerva's got loads more to say, but I'm going to let her say that. Like, I'm I'm doing dedications um, to songs, and I've got a couple of messages I'm going to read out after this. But this song is for my cousin. Um, I'll say cousin, sister. 
uh, very close. Uh, we were only born one week apart. We lived next door to each other. She's basically my sister. It's a special song of ours. Um, and I hope you're listening, Pfizer. This one's for you. We'll be back after this. We're going to talk about um, women access to healthcare, why there's differences with South Asian women going to the doctors. And Zerva and I were going to carry on this discussion as well about um, women supporting women. We're going to carry on talking about that as well. Pfizer, this one's for you. And all of my, actually, this one's for you. And anyone who's listening that's known me um, th- from my early days, let's say early days when I was into R&B music. Yeah. Try to style sliding off with a homie. Yeah. yeah. Escada Don Gada, player, stays clergyman, game so tight, they call it version. Oh, I need to know where we stand. Do we share the special thing for love? I know I do. What about you? I just can't. Why can't we? Why can't we? 
This is Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. I'm Dr. Henna and I'm here every week on a Sunday morning. Start my shows at 10, sometimes one, sometimes two hours. Doing a two hour show today. I'm joined with me by my friend Serva, who is a GP. So she's a doctor as well. We're just talking about women, lots of different things to do with women. Um, we started off talking about how we think it's really important for women to try and tell each other, you know, when they're doing a good job, um, because a little bit of positivity goes a long, long way. I had a message from someone because I asked people for messages um, saying, can you, um, I I think that is important for men to tell their wives. Um, you didn't leave... Um, you didn't leave your name so I can't I can't tell you I can't give you the special shout out um, and I don't know if it was a man or a woman I'm hoping that was a man that message because that would be awesome um, so while the song was playing we said the same thing so when they've done a good job so if anyone's sister anyone has it's so nice, isn't it, when someone says thank you for that or that was really nice or Yeah, you don't know men, men, you don't know how uh, how your one sentence that will take you less than thirty seconds will absolutely could make somebody's whole day better just by saying, I appreciate that, that's really nice, that was really nice, thank you. Like, that was really nice, thank you. Less than five seconds, five seconds of your time. And you've made somebody's day. Men, if your wife um, cooks you a nice meal today, I'm not saying that it's only women that need to cook. Men, a lot of men cook as well. But because we're talking about women today, men, if you're listening, and when you go home today, or if you're at home and your wife just made you a nice meal, just say thank you to her. Um she'll uh, she'll really appreciate it won't she she will won't she yeah. <laughs> and i think men need to do a bit more of that um come on men um we'll celebrate we'll celebrate men as well but we're celebrating women today um so radio sangam 107.9 fm dr henna if you're just tuning in we're doing a two-hour show dedicated to women today um we i thought we'd start by just doing a little celebration of women um before we went into the kind of health stuff that we wanted to talk about today so I'll read just one or two messages and then um, and then we'll talk about uh, what we think are kind of disparities in healthcare. I'll tell you what I mean by that in a minute. I've had a message from Uzma who said, can you give a special shout out to my sisters um, from different but very close misters, Hen and Pfizer. She means me and then my cousin Pfizer. Um, and then Uzma, um, she said, can you say a happy birthday to Nuzit, um, whose birthday is on the 4th. Happy birthday, Nuzit, from Uzma. Um, that's a message that's just come in. Um, I've had a message from my mum that said, carry on the good work, better. Thank you, Mama. Um, I told you my mum listens to every show, so she's listening now. Um, and um, I've had a, a message saying all women are special in the family um sisters nieces grandmas um, and we should yes you're right doctor we should celebrate women yeah um i don't think i'm saying anything kind of um, groundbreaking here i think it's just something that that i like to do that i think is important for people to do so when we talk about difficulties um faced in healthcare so i'll give you a little bit of background of why i think it's important to talk about this so when you think about mental health 
um, I've done shows before talking about depression and anxiety. So, जब मैं mental health के बारे में बात करती हूँ, मैं करती हूँ बात डिप्रेशन के बारे में, मैंने postnatal depression के बारे में भी बात की है, and lots of other things like that as well. So, we know the evidence shows that if you're Asian, um, you're less likely to seek help for your condition. Um, and actually you're twice as likely to be getting help for your condition if you're white so that's how much difference there is asian women in the uk evidence is showing that the the attempted um suicides are getting higher sorry if that triggers anybody but it's important issues that we need to discuss so women are more likely to get depression are less likely to seek help for it and are less likely to be getting help for it asian women so that's why i think it's important to talk about these things very serious important topics why do we think that is and that's kind of what i wanted to talk about today rather than giving lots and lots and lots of information let's just try and have a think about why that is and if we can come up with any sort of answers what can we do about it the other huge differences which we'll talk about a little bit later in the second hour are actual attendances to appointments by women asian women so cancer screening and things like that so there's huge differences there so we'll talk a little bit more about why we think those differences are after 11 but for now why do we think that asian women server are less likely to come and speak to their doctor when they've got mental health problem or even other conditions as well um not just mental health so physical health conditions as well but the differences in mental health are huge um but there are differences in it why do we think that is um do we know do you have any ideas i think there's lots of reasons i don't i don't think we can just put it down to one reason i mean i think especially with mental health if we want to talk about that first um is is just lack of awareness so you know feeling down not feeling motivated not having an interest in in the things that would normally interest you people you know people don't always accept that that's a problem a lot of people just say okay just just get on with it kuch nahi hai bas waisi bas kaam karo ho jayega sab theek and they just continue and continue to the point that they they basically you know fall into proper severe depression and that's obviously where the risk of things like suicide become higher The other problem I think is when women do try to tell somebody about it. You know, you've got the barriers in that family members don't understand what the problem is. They just think you're whining. There's there's nothing real there. Then if you get further than that, so you get as far as seeing a doctor, um some so say I'm I'm presuming this, you know, some, you know, a lot of people can speak English and can communicate that with their doctors. but when they get that far you know does the doctor really understand the kind of lifestyle that they lead the kind of pressures that they have because these aren't the same pressures that maybe your typical english person would have um if you're someone who doesn't speak english you know how do you communicate your feelings from your language to 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 their language you know you might have a family to interpret for you they might not tell the full story you know you might you know we should we should be offering things like language line and stuff so that they can be professional um translation but there's a lot of embarrassment and shame as well admitting that I don't feel right in myself um you know I don't feel like I can do the things I should be able to do um and and it's really unfortunate it's difficult just to pin it down to one thing i mm. think if anybody haven't 
has any thoughts on this, you can message me on 07444 202155. Um, I think I agree with you, um, especially with mental health, because that's what we touched on. Um, there, there can be, there are huge stigmas attached to it, especially within South Asian and Black populations. We know that. We know that stops people from getting help. I've talked about it quite a bit before. The figures are the same. They're not really getting better. In fact, I'd probably say they're getting a bit worse um, with the rising cases of depression and anxiety, especially through this pandemic. Um, I don't have the answers about what we can do about it. We can guess why things are. But the advice that we can give to people is if you are struggling and you feel like you can't talk to your family, your friends, then there are avenues, there are other avenues, there are helplines, there are doctors. You can go and speak to your doctor. Um, if you have family that don't understand, maybe try and speak to a friend. If you have a friend that doesn't understand, maybe try and speak to family. The, the important thing that I'm trying to say here, or the end point I'm getting to, is don't keep it to yourself. Um, talk. Um, when people keep things to themselves that's when the problems start arising and that's when even we don't know what's happening with somebody and just by just by me telling somebody talk to somebody that that can help just just if you pick up the phone even because we know we can't see people with this pandemic and it's just going to get worse we'll talk a little bit about lockdown after 11 o'clock after the news um but encouraging people to talk is the first step. It's not the answer, but it's the first step. So if you are struggling, don't suffer in silence. The first step, and it isn't the answer, but the first step is just talking about it, telling somebody about it, even if it's your GP and it's not anybody in your family, or even if it's um, your friend and you don't want to talk to your husband or whoever it is. Um, and I think rather than giving loads of information about treatments and this, that and the other, um, I, I just want to just strip it all back and say the most important thing is to talk, talk to somebody. Uh, Can I ask yeah. you a question? Mm. So, I am a doctor. 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 I am I've talked about it within this show as well. So there are huge stigmas and it is important for people to know that mental health problems are the same as physical health problems in the sense of it's not the person's fault. Um, it's not just like you wouldn't say to somebody, why have you got a heart problem? Um, I feel like you shouldn't say to somebody, why have you got this problem? So yes, I have heard it. I have heard people saying that. It is really damaging when people are in that situation. And in fact, we know that it actually stops people from getting help. Um, and it's not true. Um, yeah, because yeah. it's not true, yeah. Uh, and it stops people from getting help. So, 
खुली दिल से बात की है कि मेरा ये हो रहा है वो हो रहा है एंड दी ओदर पर्सन इंस्टेड ऑफ ऑफरिंग हेल्प सेज टू यू दैट विद यू आप ये हो वो um it can be really damaging can't it and i think we've touched on loads of really important points there um so we're going to take a little bit of a break we're going to let you think about it invite you to message in what are your thoughts are you do you have any messages for any women that you want us to give out 0744402155 another song um dedicated to this one's for nuzit um and it's a song that actually Zerva chose um so we'll let that play now and then we've got some ads and short news and then we'll be back after that we're going to talk about why do asian women not attend certain appointments and then we're also going to talk about what it's like being a doctor and a working mum we're going to talk a little bit about that as well so stay with us radio sangam 107.9 fm keep it locked listeners we'll be back after 11 
thank you very thank you very much for your for your message um, and thanks for listening um aziza do you want to give a shout out to anyone and and we'll do that we'll do that for you as well um thank you for your message nuzza as well um i, I got that before Zerva, we're going to touch on another really important topic now um i talk about it a lot and i'm not going to apologize for talking about it a lot because it's really important so what i'm going to say is asian women are much less likely to attend certain appointments first of all there is a bit of a difference with women even accessing an appointment for the gp anyway but they're less likely to go for cancer screening um so i've got some figures for you so across all the population the south asian population so i'm talking about pakistani indian bangladeshi women so sari groups may pakistani indian bangladeshi ladies may um over 60 percent in each of those groups don't go for their cervical cancer screening what i mean by that is their smear tests um in comparison that figure is about 10 percent in white women which is kind of what we would expect would isn't it um and also they're less likely to go for their breast screening as well and they're less likely to take part in their bowel screening as well so i'm not going to go into what these screening programs are because i have talked about it before many belly is bali me baat ki aur maine um later in the month maine whole show karna hai cancer screening ke bare mein um so i'm going to give you more details from a medical aspect about that but what we're talking about today is actually can we think about the reasons that they don't go i've got some um facts to tell you um but i asked dr zerva if she would just have a think about it why she thinks that there's an issue here and what we what we think we can do about it so i'd like um i'd like you to just uh tell me your thoughts on that what do you think a really interesting topic and i'm really really glad that you've touched on it um i mean mujhe lagta hai na ke zyada tar aurte na शर्म की वजह से ज्यादा नहीं जाते हैं तो ये जगहें ना काफी प्राइवेट जगहें हैं कि किसी और को दिखाना नहीं चाहिए हालांकि आप उस वजह से नहीं जा रहे हो दिखाने के लिए थोड़ी जा रहे हो आप इलाज भी तो नहीं हो रहा है लेकिन अगर कोई मसला है स्क्रीनिंग का यही फायदा है ना कि अगर कोई मसला है पहले से पता चल जाता है कि फिर वो बहुत सीरियस मसला नहीं बनता है लेकिन पता नहीं आई थिंक I think um some people just don't understand the purpose of screening and then because of the shame and not knowing is it going to be a male person that's going to be seeing me is it going to be a female person um those are definitely things that are off putting um there's a lot of things in our culture which again you you watch when you're growing up and it doesn't really make sense until you know I'm I'm very grateful I'm a doctor I've I've got knowledge that's helped um but I know people who've had breast lumps and they've gone to a hakim हकीम से इलाज लेते हैं ऐसे कोई मसला हो नीचे भी कोई मसला हो ऊपर भी कोई मसला हो हकीम के पास जाओ हकीम का इलाज पता नहीं कितने साल तक चलेगा वो पता नहीं क्या देंगे लेकिन वो उन चीजों पे भरोसा करते हैं जो डॉक्टर से इलाज होता है उस पर नहीं भरोसा करते हैं these things that we offer on the NHS they've had years decades worth of research on them um and 
you know, they're there for a reason. And those stats are exactly why we should be going. Another thing, now, I don't know whether you used to hear about it as well, but um, and I'm, I'm not really sure how frankly I can talk about it on here, but um, I, I remember um, women being told, if you've never been in a relationship before, that you don't need to go for screening, you know, within the communities. Um, when, when actually nuns get cervical cancer. So it's not down to what kind of relationships you've had with how many people and things. It's just the risk, you know, of, of having cancer. Like, how, how do you know that if you're not going to go and get yourself checked out? Yeah, so um, you're right. Um, and I have actually done some work into this before and it is something that I do outside of my work. It's something that I'm quite involved with is trying to get more women to come for their cancer screening. Now, um, there is a lot of disbelief. There's a lot of uh, dis there's a lot of false beliefs um, about, especially smear tests. Um, so, women think, and I have talked about it before, and I make no apologies for talking about it again because, as many times as I can encourage women to come for their for their tests like this. So, um, cervical cancer is is in over 90 something percent in cases it's a completely preventable cancer so if this smear test picks up the cells it can actually pick them up before the cancer even develops so that's how important it is women think that Asian women some Asian women some of the reasons that women don't go and these have been documented in in some studies that are being done they think that if they've only had one partner um, they can't get it. They can't get the the cancer. They think that if they haven't had um, sex with somebody for a number of years, that they can't get it. They think that it doesn't happen in Asian women. But there's also other issues as well. Um, they don't understand the importance of the smear test. They don't know what it's for. And I think there's doctors like me and you now that are trying to get that education out there to say that actually it can happen. It can happen to you. It is really important for you to go to your smear test you can still get it um, if you've uh, only been with one man you can still get it even if you've never had sex the risk is low but it can happen um, and you can still have it even if you haven't had sex for a number of years now most of the cases of cervical cancer are caused by a particular type of virus um, um, which there is a vaccine for in schools now that's available to girls and boys. Um, now, I have heard a lot of things as well about people saying, I'm not going to let my child get it because it doesn't happen in the Asian community. It does. And the other thing that I think is really important to tell people, please, can you make sure that your children do get these vaccines? Because it is really important and because it can save their life. It can stop them from getting um, a, a, a cancer like this in the future. Um, and... I think we as healthcare professionals need to be aware of the different reasons and the different um, issues because until we don't talk about it between ourselves, then we can't tell the woman who's coming through our door, maybe for something else and that flash comes upon the screen that says this woman hasn't attended her screening. We should be able to have that, um, I'm not going to say ammunition, um, we should be able to give that information to say oh I've noticed that you haven't been for your screening we shouldn't be scared to talk about it we shouldn't be scared to ask women about it 3,200 women ish a year in the UK are diagnosed with 
cervical cancer every single um, year. That's nine women every single day. This is a preventable cancer. This is a cancer that if it's caught at that stage, at that smear test, it can be dealt with before it even gets to a cancer. And it is killing women. Unfortunately, Asian women, um, not just with cervical cancer, but with breast cancer as well, when they do attend, they're more likely to attend at a later stage, which means that they are more likely to die from it, even though the cases are less. So you're less likely to get a breast cancer and a cervical cancer um, as an Asian woman. But because women don't go for their screening, because they present at a later date, unfortunately, if you do get a diagnosis, you're more likely to die from it. That really upsets me. That really upsets me when we live in a country that we have free screening programmes. Now, I am going to talk about this again later in the month. I'm going to do a whole show um, that's dedicated to talking about cancer screening and I'm doing that in affiliation with the British Islamic Medical Association um, alongside the Muslim Council of Britain and I'm going to ask people from Masjid to listen into that show as well because it's really important, there's a big drive going on there but today I didn't want to give the information about the actual screening I wanted to give the information that there are these huge differences we need to tackle it, we need to tackle it as a population we need to tackle it as healthcare professionals women you need to be encouraging other women um, uh, to go for their screening. You need to be asking your mum, mum, have you been? You need to be asking your daughters, men, if you're listening, you need to ask your wives, have they been for their screening? So there are these huge differences. A lot of the stuff that you've picked up um, on and you just thought about it and you're right, it's all of these reasons. There's loads of other issues as well. Um, it's something that I feel really passionate about. If you can't tell listeners, it's something that I feel really passionate about. Um, so do you think, um, do you think hopefully if we just keep talking about it, it might make a difference over? Inshallah. Yeah. Conversation. If we don't, if we don't talk about it, I mean, one of the biggest reassurances I try to give patients is if you have any reluctances, if you have any um, questions, just speak to someone about it. You know, if if you've got a doctor that you trust or you've got someone in the family that you trust, if, for example, you have any hesitancies and you've got some questions you want to ask and these things are actually putting you off, just ask those questions. Like, you know, healthcare services are generally quite accommodating if they know what your needs are. So if you need an interpreter, they can try and arrange what they can. Obviously, the current climate, it's 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 very different mm. but they can you know if they've got a staff member that speaks the same language as you maybe they'll be able to book you in with them um you know maybe you'll be able to take a relative with you um there's so many things that they can help with but i i would completely agree with you and urge women to really just consider doing the things that that they can to prevent themselves from developing these sorts of conditions that that could kill them yeah, um, I know we're talking about really serious topics here, but I mean, me and Zerva think it's really, really important to touch on these things and for people to just think about it, think about what you feel about it. What do you think? Um, have you been for your screening test? And if you haven't been, why haven't you been? And Jo hamne aaj baat kiye, aapko ye cheez Did you know? Aapko pata tha? Aap 
आप क्या सोच रहे हैं आप मैसेज में सो डेडिकेशन टू द स्पेशल वुमेन इन माय लाइफ टुडे एंड दैट्स द सॉन्ग्स दैट वी बीन प्लेइंग सो दिस वन is an an R&B song is called too close and I'm dedicating this to my two best friends um that they're both barristers so uh, two of my kind of blo- closest friends are not even doctors they're both barristers um this song's for you guys and we'll be back after this and we're going to take it into a lighter mood we're going to give you we're going to Zerva is going to read something that she's had published and I'm going to read something that I've had published so that's really exciting isn't it so we're going to make it it's going to be all um nice we're going to we're going to take it into a nice we talked about something really serious and then we're going to take it into a really nice so we'll be back we'll be back after this song listeners and this is for Fazana and Tahina
Right, we're going to go straight into um, a, a request by Aziza. And she's requested any song from Kush Kush Um So I thought I'll play, I'll just play this one, a little bit of this, which is a little bit different. Um, but this is for you, Aziza. And I know you, rec- you requested it for us, so we'll play a little bit of this and then we'll be back. not from the film directly I think you'll like it से अब क्या कहना तुझे याद ना मेरी आई किसी से अब क्या कहना दिल रोया कि अख भर आई दिल रोया कि अख भर आई किसी से अब क्या कहना तुझे याद ना मेरी आई किसी से अब क्या कहना Listening to Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. I'm Dr. Henna. I've been here since 10 o'clock. 
we're here for about another half an hour we're taking it in a completely different direction now we're going to talk about oh covid i said we we're going to mention it before you know why i didn't mention it because it's everywhere so yeah we're going back into lockdown yeah we're both doctors yeah it's going to be a big part of our lives oh my god it's intense it's overwhelming Ugh, that's mm. how i feel stay safe everyone I'm just going to give 30 seconds of information about it. Okay, so the reason that the lockdowns are important is not to stop people from getting the virus. We know people are going to get the virus, okay? The reason is because the hospitals will get full. And when people do get the virus, we need there to be enough beds for people in hospital. So that's part of the reason of the lockdown. We know it's really hard. It's really hard for us as well. We've, we've come so far, we can get through it, we can do it, we can stick together, take care of each other, look after each other, check on your family, check on your loved ones. I know we can't see each other, but you can ring people, okay? Talking about COVID, you wrote a poem, didn't you? Yeah, so um, in the first lockdown, there was lots of initiatives for people to try and, you know, sort of morale-boosting things, so things that... Um, we all think and feel and you know try and make something of it so um there's a lovely lady called angela marston she's um based in the west midlands and she really wanted to get lots of poetry together by people who work um in healthcare or just essential workers or people who have some link um to i guess coronavirus um and it was a it was a bit of a competition so i did have to like submit this poem um, and my poem, just, just to give it context so that people understand um, why I did write it. So it was about a week before lockdown actually started. Um, we were still seeing patients just like we were before, you know, like face to face. They were coming in. Um, we didn't have the PPE, so all the protective stuff like um, the, the face masks and, and the face shields and everything. Um, and I remember I was in the middle of my clinic and the nurse ran in and she just said, I need you. And I had to basically rush out to see what she she wanted to um, wanted me for. So I wrote a poem about that actual incident, um, just because I felt like that was the first time it really hit me what was going to happen, and the people that would be most affected by coronavirus. Um, you not only wrote the poem; it's been published yeah, in a book. Being published, Don't yeah. be modest about it. This is what we were talking about about women. We should celebrate our successes. So this is being published in a book. So I want you to read the poem, if that's okay with you. Can sure. you read it for us, Zola? Yes. Um, let me just get it up. Okay. Yep. So the title is, I Need You. I need you. I rush. He's crying. It's chaos. I don't understand. I've never met you before. What can I do for you? He's still crying. It's uncomfortable. Hysteria. I'm uncomfortable. I want to move forward, but I have to move back. Splash, regurgitated on the floor. Eyes watering, wretch stenched, trapped beneath the paraphernalia. He doesn't understand me, he can't see me. It's this PPE. He's scared, I didn't realise. I smiled, and he didn't see me. I knelt down, he moved away. I reached out, he held his mum. My empathy can't travel, but I try. It's just not enough. The barriers between us are to protect each other. But his autism doesn't let him recognise. I'm sorry. 
We sing, his parents play, it's okay, we play a game. He smiles, he's better, he understands, he leaves happy. Is this PPE? Just like the nurse called for me, paraphernalia, I need you. Whoop! I was going to clap, but it's just me clapping. Well done. Thank so, you, thank you. it's been published and yes. it's brilliant. Well done. Thank you. And I think it's important for people to actually know how different our lives have been through COVID-19. And I think people don't... Mm, no, some people do remember that. A lot of people do remember that, but some people don't remember that. Thank you for sharing your words with us. Um, I've, <laughs> a couple of people have messaged in with little claps. Thank you. Thank you, guys. The other thing I wanted to talk about um, is being South Asian and identifying as both as South Asian and as British and how that feels. So I thought, um, and it is a longer piece than yours, so mine's about 10 minutes long. Um, I thought I would share with you and the listeners a piece that I've had published um, on something called the Migrant Memories Collection, which was written as part of the South Asian Heritage Month. So I was featured as one of the South Asian writers. I'm not a writer, but it's, it's the first piece of work that I've ever submitted. I do write. Okay, so I write, but I don't submit my writing. But this year I thought, you know what, I'm going to submit something that I've written. Now, I did read it once before, weeks and weeks ago, when I wrote it, when I submitted it, but now it's been published. So this is my writing. Um, you can tell me what you think. So basically what it's about is f from how I feel when I get asked the question where are you from so where are you from I get asked this all the time I usually say Huddersfield or West Yorkshire or something along those lines then the question where are you really from I say I was born in England and then there's a look of bemusement. I ask, do you mean what is my ethnic origin? Ah, yes, doctor. That's what I meant. Why does it matter where I'm from or where my family are from? Does that make me any less of a doctor to some of my patients? I hope it doesn't, but it does make me wonder if that's what they're thinking. Hopefully they just ask out of interest, but unfortunately I have had experiences where patients have refused to see me because of the colour of my skin. As healthcare professionals, we are taught to have no judgement against our patients' beliefs. But is this one okay? That my naturally bronzed hands cannot examine your pale skin. My brown ears may not hear your heartbeat in the way that you want it to. Even though I have a special interest in cardiology and the white doctor you asked to see instead of me is my junior. Back to the intended question. My dad was from Pakistan, mum too. Mum came to England as a schoolgirl aged 14 with my grandparents and her siblings. They arrived in Manchester 28th of July 1972 after a 20-day journey by road from Pakistan. Can you imagine doing that trip now? She's told me the tales of the, that adventurous voyage, including eating all the different cuisines across Asia and Europe. Her favourite memory of food on that journey was sitting and eating meat and naan bread in Afghanistan with all the other travellers, talking about the possible ventures that lay ahead. 
Mum told me that it was mainly single men on that bus, as not many people had brought their families with them at that time. Another memory that makes her smile is trying to buy breakfast in Bulgaria. No one understood each other, so they made chicken noises to ask for some eggs to eat. Mum started school in September um, 1972. It was in Manchester. She didn't know a word of English. She went into her year nine class and a white girl kicked her in the legs for not understanding her. Mum came home crying. That abuse continued until eventually my grandfather decided to take her out of school and she started working as a sewing machinist at the age of 14. Her dream was to become a teacher, but she never got the opportunity to do this. Now she's been in England for 48 years. She's done multiple training courses. I would say her English is probably better than mine, but whilst out and about, she still gets asked frequently if she understands what's being said to her. Daddy was 22 when he came to England. It was 27th of May, 1979. We have video evidence of this stylish arrival. He was wearing a suit with bell-bottom trousers and a colourful round-collar shirt. He had a minibus of family that went to London to collect him. Daddy was... Daddy already had two brothers living and working in Huddersfield. Until these three brothers started their own car spares business, he worked in one of the wool mills in Huddersfield. I remember stories he told me about this time, including hiding to eat his food because people complained about the smell of curry. How ironic that now curry is seen as the national dish of England. I've been thinking recently about what it means to me for my parents to be from South Asia and have made these journeys here from Pakistan. Thinking back further in time um, from when they arrived to stories of their own childhood, I was interested to find out if the people I know were aware of the creation of Pakistan. I asked some friends if they knew about the partition of India that happened in 1947. In simple terms, it was when Pakistan was established. Most of my non-South Asian friends did not know anything about this. My family were actually from India and made to move to this new land, Pakistan. This is where the Muslims were told to go. My family had to leave everything behind. I remember my grandmother telling me one particular memory of that time. They had what she described as a beautiful house. She was very house proud. She said she particularly loved one set and dining set with plates and bowls and a stunning pattern. I wish I could remember what it was. She is no longer alive for me to ask her. She told me she wanted to take this with her, but she couldn't. They had to leave everything and start this new life in this new land. No one knew where they were going, who they were going with or where they would live. She said she was one of the lucky ones because the family did not get separated from each other during this journey. When Daddy told these stories, unfortunately, some people from his side of the family did get separated whilst travelling and stayed in different camps on the journey. Thankfully, they were reunited later. These stories have formed part of my upbringing. They have made me learn that anything can be taken at any time. Why don't people in the UK know about this partition, this mass migration? It was a decision made by the British that might get some attention. Anyway, the reason I began writing this was not to talk about history. This has been done with much greater flair than I can achieve. I wanted to share a bit of my story, how I felt when I was younger, despite being born in England. I'd be embarrassed to wear Asian clothes. Sometimes when I wore shiragamis, the people would point and laugh at me. I remember asking my parents to get me more English clothes. I understand now why they were upset by that. They never wanted me to lose my identity. Whenever anyone asked Daddy, where is home for you? He would always say Pakistan. 
Daddy passed away in 2011. I wish I could tell him I understand now why he always said that even after many years living here in England, it was always the moon and star of Pakistan that would be displayed when the Cricket World Cup was on. I know now that home is where we feel the greatest sense of belonging. I think Daddy never really thought he belonged here. Even now, if I go out in Shavakramis, I get treated differently. Most recently, I've been asked to speak English. I have to say, though, I've had some wonderful exchanges too. Most prominently, friends being interested in the culture, the food. I've had some friends absolutely delighted at being invited to my wedding. There really is a spectrum of people in this world, isn't there? Daddy encouraged me to go to medical school. He used to tell me becoming a doctor would mean I can help people. But he also used to say that if I ever needed to leave this country, it is a universal profession and I can take my skills anywhere. Maybe he thought we might get asked to leave. I think about the challenges faced by all the South Asians that migrated across the lands to their current homes, what power and bravery they have shown. I feel sad that these stories might be forgotten as we start to write our own stories here in England. There are always reminded that I am different, but my concerns now are not how I look, but the health inequalities I have seen as a female doctor with South Asian heritage. It disheartens me that our South Asian community have a higher rate of non-attendance to cancer screening, that South Asians are less likely to seek help for mental health conditions. A white person is twice as likely to be getting help for their mental health disorder. Our huge risk of heart disease, diabetes. I'm one of the many doctors who are trying to raise awareness of these issues. I hope we can make a difference. I'm proud of being British, but I'm also proud of my heritage. I'm proud of my family for coming to this country with nothing and building a life here. I'm proud of my grandmother for leaving her beautiful crockery. I'm proud of my mum for accepting the racism she faced and not letting it control her life. I'm proud of daddy for showing me that with hard work and determination, anything is achievable, that if I concentrate on myself and not the people around me, I can succeed. Daddy was able to attend my graduation from medical school in 2010, but I feel he never really got to see me building my life around the lessons that he taught me. I'm not embarrassed to wear shavakamis anymore. I'm glad I learned Urdu. It means that I can have good communication with my family that are in Pakistan. It also means I can speak to older South Asian patients here in England with words that make them feel at home. So, where am I from? I'm from Huddersfield in West Yorkshire. What is my origin? Pakistan and India. Where is home for you? Home is England. In summer 2008, I was with my parents and brother back from university between my third and fourth year of medical school. It was just before we found out about daddy's diagnosis of cancer. This is the time in my life I felt the greatest sense of belonging. <laughs> Thank you. That was beautiful. Yeah, so it's been published. Well done. Um, never had any work published before. I thought it's not only important for us um, as doctors to talk about health and work, but just how do we identify? We are human. Being here. What does it mean for you to be South Asian and British? Have you ever thought about it? Yeah, I, I reflect on it a lot. Um, mm. Add in the extra facet of being a Muslim as well. And then mm. you've got this this huge dimension of, of who you are. So I grew up in predominantly white areas mm. and I always wanted to have like up and a friends, mm -hmm. desi friends that understood the fact that you, you know, what you eat at home, why you live the way that you do, why you wear the clothes that you do. 
Um, and it took a while. I think it wasn't until I w was in university where I actually met people that weren't family and cousins that c I could actually relate to. Um, and it's always been difficult. So when I go to Pakistan, I enjoy it. I've still got lots of family over there um, and I really get on with them. Um, but I don't feel like I'm from there. I don't quite always understand their jokes. I don't always quite understand what, you know, what they like to do and, and their way of living. Likewise, they don't always understand me. So I feel like we've almost developed our own identity here. And mm -hmm. one, one of the things that you spoke about when you, in your reading um, was that we really need to start writing down these stories of our parents and grandparents before they're lost. Just like there's so much else lost in our history that, and these things really help us try and find out who we are. Um, but it, it certainly, having those dimensions helps us understand our patients as well, because our patients are also quite similar to us. Yeah, I think it's really important as a um, British doctor who can speak Urdu, Punjabi, when we do see our Asian patients, because if it's somebody a little bit older, they might feel more comfortable talking to you in that sense. I don't feel um, that that's a bad I think it's a good thing. I think we can relate with people. I'm happy if people want to speak in Urdu Punjabi with me because hopefully it means that they feel comfortable enough to do that and I'm making them feel comfortable. Um, okay, so look how quickly the time's gone. Yeah, 10 minutes left. Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> 10 minutes left but we've got some ads that are going to come oh, up in a couple okay. of minutes so a few shout outs you want to give um, if, if to a few people and then we're going to have to round up the show but the main point I wanted to give today um, first of all I'll just quickly say thanks Safa, thanks Nuzza, thanks to a few people that have messaged without their names, Aziza, Mutazer, Sabir, Yasin, thank you to everyone that's messaging mum. Okay you give your um, people that you wanted to say, say a special hello to. Yeah so just quick shout outs to everybody who's listening in because they know I'm on today and obviously with Henna so thank you so much um, so my parents, my brothers, my sister-in-laws my husband, of course, um, and my son, Hazik. Um, thank you so much for everything. Um, anyone else that's listening, Sadia, um, uh, Mevish is listening, Sultana's listening, Andalib is listening. Um, thank you, guys. And thank you, Hina, for having me here today. I've really, really enjoyed myself. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, you don't realize how important it is to have these discussions and i think it's really important for me to open up these discussions as a as a female because we talked about women just being there for other women didn't we earlier on if you want to listen back and you missed it and you want to listen to it go to www.radiosangam.co.uk go to mr show and want to listen again and you can listen back to that um, if you want to contact me outside of Radio Sangam, um, I'm on Instagram at doctor.henna. Zerva's on Instagram at drzerva. I'm on Twitter, Henna Anwar. Um, I take requests for topics to discuss. Um, I don't mind taking requests for that. I'm happy to do that. I'm always talking about things that I think people need to talk about more. Um, I always like to discuss kind of taboo subjects. Um, 
I wanted to play some more songs for people, but we don't have time because we're going to have the ads coming up. I always end my show's server by um, trying to do a, a quote from my favourite poet, Rumi. So I do that every week. Um, thank you on behalf of me. Thank you on behalf of Radio Singer for coming in. Um, it's gone so quickly, hasn't it? Has, it? it has. And I've... I really wanted the the full experience with you. Yeah, because she said, because um, Eva said, oh, we can do this on the phone. Um, thank you for people that are sending in clap. We had a few people that sent in claps. Thank you, thank you, Zafa. Thank you, guys. Um, um, yeah, I think it's nicer when you can come in because we can have a a longer discussion and it's like a two hour show then, isn't it? Um, rather than like a ten minute conversation on the phone. So I really appreciate you making the effort to actually come in here and being able to talk to me, um, you know, directly within the studio. And yes, you know, we couldn't give each other a hug because we have to adhere to social distance rulings and everything. People keep safe. Um, we've got the lockdown that's happening in on Thursday. Look after each other. I think it's important as doctors for us to mention that if you're from a South Asian population you are if you catch the virus you are more than twice as likely to die from it so i think it is important for people to know that so um my roomy quote woman is a ray of god she is not that earthly beloved she is creative not created um and then the other one sorry i had to like do another one woman is the radiance of god that's it woman is the radiance of god thought that was like a really really nice one yes well Rumi was actually a Muslim Muslim poet um I mention him every week okay so Dr Zerva Dr Henna Radio Sangam thank you for listening listeners I'm here every week um I start my shows at 10 o'clock I talk about a different health topic every single week um message me if you've got any topics message me for discussion um if you if there's something that you really really want me to talk about then you know let me know um next week we're going to be talking about mindfulness um psychology I'm, I'm hoping to have a special guest in next week as well um we've got the ads now and then um they, they'll they'll start playing then we've got the news so listeners until next week i wish you peace and good health and zerva thank you so much will you come back do you think one day if you would like me back of course of course um of course i'd have you back here okay so um we've got the best show that comes up after 12 o'clock um take care of yourselves peace and good health